Welcome to the uh, mock draft version of the PFF forecast. This is going to be a blast. I'm George, uh, joined by Eric as usual. And um, we're doing something special. We're going to do a live first round mock draft. I have, uh, in addition, Eric is going to talk about what he's going to do in the uh, basketball game that he has to play this evening. Um, and that'll get add some play. nice get, get to, to play. play. Yeah, yeah. That'll that'll add some uh, nice commentary here. But um, yes, it is mock draft season. Let's rock. Here is how this is going to go down. We are going to alternate draft picks. There will be no trades. This is what we would do as GMs. Now, important to clarify here that what we would do is still paying attention to the market, right? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, like, look, like, I'm not going to take Tom Brady first overall in the 2000 draft. I can get, like, a bunch of other players, even though I think that he's pretty solid, right? Like, um, there are, there are going to be players who I think like we're going to be pretty high on that, um, we can get a little bit later. Now the issue is of course, we're only, we're picking for multiple teams, right? Mm -hmm. So, but there's always the ability if we pass on a player we like to trade back and get him later. Mm -hmm. So we are going to consider, uh, the market anyways. Yes. Yeah. So basically to say like, even if we'd like a player above the market, we are going to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, all the teams are drafting, um, you know, kind of in isolation here, and we're just going to make the best pick that we possibly can at that position. We're not going to do multiple rounds, so there's no need to, like, wait for players in the second and third I round. tried to get George to do two rounds, no. but uh, to be honest with you, I'm also, you know, I, I'm, I only, I'm only on day one of the draft show, so I really only have to know about 40 players mm -hmm. anyway, and I think, like, that's... You know, optimization problem for and, us. And I was uh, disbanded. I've been <laughs> I've been taken off of television. Um, so too I, good looking for the show. Exactly. Too good looking for there the show. There we go. They said, "Will you cut your hair for the show?" I said, "Absolutely not." Okay. With the first uh, pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. You are going to draft first. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. All right. I'm going with Aiden Hutchinson, our guy. Uh, by the way. Hutch, the uh, the podcast for four part series, mm. YouTube, iTunes, anywhere, wherever you can you can watch podcasts. But look, when I look and and I, we only have a, a little bit of time for every single pick. Aiden Hutchinson, when you look at projections, he's he projects like around about a thirteen percent pressure rate as a rookie. There's no one else who's above twelve and a half, which is Kayvon mm. Thibodeau. Trevon Walker is the other guy who's being considered for this pick. He's nowhere close to this, and you're making a ton of projections. The Jaguars, you know, they went with Trevor Lawrence. That's their big swing. Everything else they've done has been to overpay guys like Christian Kirk, guys like um, I think it's Cedric Wilson, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. um, so on and so forth. The Cedric Wilson was the uh, Dolphins, but they they overpaid uh, Russell Gage, the wide receiver for the Falcons. The, they going after a guy like Walker would be another like high variance swing that you really can't afford when your one high variance swing is at the quarterback position. So Aiden Hutchinson, uh, you know, very great, very good prospect. Uh, he goes to the Jaguars here at one. Okay. At number two, the Detroit Lions. Here's who I'm deciding between. I'm deciding between Kayvon Thibodeau and Malik Willis. So 
the argument for Thibodeau here is I, I just it's so funny to me how the he was the consensus number one overall pick. And then it came out that he liked playing chess and then Aiden Hutchinson had a really good game against Ohio State. And all of a sudden he's he's fallen down. Mm -hmm. But as far as ceiling goes on non quarterbacks, give me Kayvon Thibodeau as the guy with the highest one. But for the Detroit Lions, I'm going to I am taking shots at quarterback until it hits. That's the only way. Love it. And if I'm going to take a shot, the only quarterback here that I'm taking a shot on is Malik Willis. And the reason for that is that he has some special, you know, abilities that the other guys don't have, right? He has a cannon of an arm. He has mobility that's insane. By all accounts, is a really good dude. And so if he doesn't work out, guess what I'm doing next year? I'm taking another quarterback. I'm probably going to have a top two, three, you know, pick. I could easily have that yeah. because my team stinks. This is not about trying to get the most out of Jared Goff. This is about trying to win a Super Bowl. And winning Super Bowl when Aaron Rodgers is no longer with the Packers. So guess what that means? That ain't Jared Goff. You're not winning a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Get that out of your head. So I'm taking Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty, with the number two overall pick. Very fun. Very good pick. This is, by the way, what I picked a, a couple times when I've had this, this opportunity. I like it a lot. Um, again, I think you say it perfectly. Desmond Ritter is the one that a lot of people like, and our mm -hmm. text analytics likes this with the scouting community. Great movement skills for Ritter. Does not have the arm. Does not have the processing. You watched him when he played Alabama. Every ball got knocked down. Now, that's not to say that Willis has those things in spades, but he has the high-end arm. He has the athleticism. The most broken tackles of any quarterback mm -hmm. in our database in a season. Uh, it's a pretty good one there. This leaves me. Number Houston three. Texans Houston. at three. Uh, picking the next youth pastor for this uh, <laughs> mega church. Um, I, look, I... This is one, again, where got another pick at 13. Mm -hmm. I need every position. Davis mm -hmm. Mills is thought of as my quarterback. There's no one else I really want this high. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, Laramie Tunsil's kind of, you know, that he sat him last year because uh, of, you know, unhappiness and things like that. So, but he, he but he's presumably back. You got uh, uh, Brandon Cooks as well. So I'm going to take a swing here at a high variance position that, uh, you know, could hit either way. Our guy from our hometown here, Ahmad Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati. Oh, I know. Oh, I think that that's what what you like in the pick, though, right? Because uh, like, yeah, because I, everybody else is now upset that I took him. I like that pick because I was going to take him uh, with the Jets here at number four. So now I'm here at the Jets, and look, they need a corner. Um, I was going to take Sauce Gardner. I like Sauce Gardner more than Derek Stingley Jr. Just because he's, I just love his attitude. I love the fact that he's such an alpha. Um, and, you know, Derek Stingley has obviously some some injury concerns. But you're the Jets. My, my, let me tell you who my considerations are here. Honestly, they're Jamison Williams and Derek Stingley. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to take Jamison Williams this high. Really, this is looking at the market and kind of identifying that. So I'm going to take Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU, you know, here's the thing that I'm going to fade a little bit. Every time you see him show up on ESPN, you know what they tell you? He had a bunch of picks his first year, and then he only had like one or two picks or whatever it was, yeah. zero picks in his last 10 games or something. I'm going to fade that noise. Um, the dude is absolutely elite when he is on the field. I'm taking Derek Stingley. He was the most valuable defensive player in, in all of college football in 2019. Obviously, he's dealt with injuries, but also the sort of, uh, you know, the, the... And the Jets' corners 
are a disaster. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the Jets' corner is the one place where they have legitimate needs. Every play, where, everywhere else, they have an NFL caliber player in position. They just mm -hmm. need, uh, you know, maybe a better one. But that's a legitimate need there. So two corners off the board. Even though, uh, you know, we've come a, shocker come around a little bit to the edge players' value. Uh, we uh, we're still there now. Giants, Gigantes. So this is one that's interesting because this is where I could see. So you have Iki Iquanu, Evan Neal, both men at – like Evan Neal was up to minus 225 on battle line at one point to be the first overall pick. Hmm. Iki Iquanu, the tackle from North Carolina State, um, was was on his heels and is currently the favorite to be the first tackle mm -hmm. taken. Mm -hmm. Charles Cross is the interesting one because he's the third-rated player on our big board. Mm -hmm. And the last time the Giants picked in the top five, they took the top lineman on our big board who was an who was a – a, a dog to be the first lineman taken mm -hmm. in Andrew mm -hmm. Thomas. Andrew Thomas, by the way, did really well last year after struggling as a rookie. So I'm going to stick with our big board here, and I'm going to take an underdog. I'm going to take Charles Cross, the tackle, from Mississippi State with the Giants' fifth pick. I like that. That's who um, I would have taken first overall as a tackle as well. I'm worried Aquanu. I think Aquanu may end up being more of a guard. Um, I think Evan Neal, who I really, really like, um, and he's, he, you know, all of those guys are fantastic, um, would be the, would be the second uh, tackle that I take. Okay. So you've taken, Charles. by the way, the, the comments, thank you for all commenting. It was Zay Jones, who's overpaid by the Jaguars, not Russell Gage. Russell Gage went to Tampa. So thank you for reminding me of that. Good. Uh, and, and you're monitoring the, uh, the chat. I just briefly. Okay. Let's monitor the chat. Let's keep the chat monitored yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, like we get some polls out who mm. who who's the GM of the night so far? Okay, yeah. uh, so I'm the I'm the Carolina Panthers. I'm on the uh, I'm on the clock here at number six. Now I believe that the Carolina Panthers there's a strong chance that they take Kenny Pickett, but this is where I'm going to be a general manager above replacement. I am not taking Kenny Pickett. There is not another quarterback uh, in this group other than Malik Willis, and I'm taking a shot on. So I'm the Panthers. I am, and you're not giving a. Tra we're not doing trades because no. it's like you're trading with yourself in yeah. time. So not not doing this. I, I just, you know, at this high of a pick, you've got a, you've got a not very good team. Okay, and you're going to be back in this spot again. I'm going to take. I think this is actually kind of the steal of the draft so far. I'm going to take Kayvon Thibodeau, edge from Oregon, um, who's number seven on our big board. But it, this guy is an absolute freak of nature. I mean, he is absolutely insane. Um, his first step is like, I mean, go watch, go watch some of the film on this guy. I haven't watched a ton of film. I got to be honest with you, but I've watched a decent amount of Kayvon Thibodeau relative to everyone else. It's very impressive um, how quickly he gets off the ball. Um, in our draft guide, by the way, Mike Renner says shades of a raw Miles Garrett. I'll take that. Uh, and so the Panthers with me as core, as GM are getting a little bit better. They probably won't do this in the actual draft. Yeah, that that's a good pick. They lose uh Hassan Reddick, who is mm -hmm. a guy who was very productive. And, and I I really Philly. like the the um you know the the uh line that they're building, right? They have Brian Burns um on one side. Derek Brown was a high draft pick for Derek them. Brown and now they can put um Kayvon Thibodeau on the other. <clears throat> so this is very interesting for the Giants because if you're the Giants, you need you need. You were hoping that I. You took were hoping pickup. corner or because like I and I was talking to uh, Brad Spielberger 
uh, today. He was saying like, you know, he was telling me, look, I don't think Sauce Gardner gets by the Giants twice, right? Mm -hmm, so if you're looking mm -hmm. at, you know, his previous prop of five, it was seven and a half and there was five and a half. Very interesting placement, by the way. Yep. Um, but he's gone. Stingley's gone. Stingley's prop had gone from 12 and a half now down to nine and a half. So I think we're trending in the right direction there. But you have the one tackle. You don't really have, I mean, you could go with the Quanu and move him to guard, but you are, you have Will Hernandez. And, you know, again, like, I don't really know if you want to push all the chips into the table on Daniel Jones right now. You could trade this pick. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's a really interesting, I think, situation for them right now. This is where I'm going to swing for the fence a little bit. Okay. And, and do, because he's fallen further than I think most people would believe. The Giants need high-end playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. They already have, you know, Dexter Lawrence. They have uh, Leonard Williams on the inside. I'm going to go with Trayvon Walker, the edge from Georgia, just because I think that there's the high end there for a defense that was not the problem in New York for the last couple of years. They were not the problem. Okay. So I am the uh, – sorry, Trayvon Walker. Let me make sure I got him on here. So I am on the clock now. The Atlanta Falcons at pick number eight. A lot of interesting things that they could do. They are that, that's a a nice yeah. way of saying they need a lot of. Shit. They are really bad. Okay, they are really really bad. And I, maybe the only place that you would say, oh, they've got you know a decent player is actually or players, I guess you could say, is at the cornerback position. Obviously, with AJ Terrell, they've have they have Casey Hayward over there on the right side. Um, but that would have been a consideration for me if Derek Stingley were still on the board. I would have taken him um, at tackle. It's interesting. So they have Jake Matthews over there at left tackle. They have Caleb McGarry at right tackle. Um, they could certainly use a safety. There's Kyle Hamilton sitting right there. Um, they could use an interior lineman. I'm not going to take an interior lineman this early. Um, and you know who else? You know what else they could use? It's a wide receiver. Yes. The, the, I think wide receiver is their most you know, with, barren position yeah, right now. Without, without Calvin Ridley. Um, the tough thing is they have, you know, they have no quarterback here. Um, I, I am going to go ahead and take Evan Neal. I think he's the best player available uh, on the board. And even though you look at them and you go, oh yeah, they have a tackle, like, or they have two tackles, you always need good tackles. Yeah. And it, I, you know, when they have a new quarterback, because it's not going to be Marks Mariota, the left tackle they're going to have is not going to be Jake Matthews at that point. Right. Um, yeah, and this, and again, if Willis was there, I think you take him if you're the yep. Falcons. But I, I just don't think there's another quarterback worthy uh, of that spot. So I'm uh, the the Seattle Seahawks, and I think this is pretty clear. I think a lot of people think Trevor Penning is going here, the mm -hmm. the tackle from UNI. Uh, I think that that's like nightmare fuel for the Ben Baldwin's and the Mina Kinds of the world. Yep. Um, luckily here, you don't have that. You have Ikea Kwanu, who's available here. Our top. Five players, so I'm going to go ahead and take him uh, to protect uh, tackle North Carolina yeah, State. Yeah, Iki Aquanu. Um, By the way, I think this will be interesting. So, Evan Neal, anyone wondering, he's six eight three forty. Yeah, uh, Iki Aquanu is six four three ten. That that to me is a is an important distinction, yeah. and that's why I went with Evan the Neal. interesting thing here is in the marketplace. You know, a while back, you could get both Neil and Aquanu over three and a half draft position mm -hmm. fairly cheap. Now, Neil is four and a half and Aquanu is three and a half, but it's pretty pricey to go over. I still think both of those guys fall more than you think because of what 
uh, of what we talked ourselves into, which was quarterback, two corners, Trayvon Walker, also somebody there, Kayvon Thibodeau, also somebody there. You just see the path to Neil and Aquanu, both of them going top three. I think it's almost impossible, but both of them falling out of the top three, pretty likely, and, and, and good bets to make if you're going into the prop market. Okay, this may be the easiest pick I will make thus far. Um, I'm number 10. I'm the Jets. They've gotten this from Seattle. The, the Jets, so it, it, just to recap here, at pick number four, I took Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, would have taken Sauce Gardner, but you took him a pick earlier to the Texans. This is the easiest pick. I'm taking Jameson Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. And, you know, everyone remembers what happened to that offense when he tore his ACL and went down. 6'1", 180. Dude is absolutely electric. All of the signs uh, or all of the news about his surgery are that it went really, really well, obviously. Um, and that, you know, at this point, you know, ACL, turning your ACL and getting it re recovered, uh, put back together makes it, you know, stronger at this point. So as long as nothing goes poorly. So um, I'm taking Jameson Williams. I think this is uh, so far the Jets have to be really happy with who they've got. Yeah, um, the Jets really have to really have to try to fuck up this draft, honestly. Well, I'm sure I, I have. I mean, I think that they're a strong in strong contention for coming out of it as PFFs of round one, at least with the uh, most um, accolades from PFF. Before we get to you at number 11 with the Washington Commanders, you might notice that we're using the PFF draft guide. Uh, we use a lot of good things on PFF.com and you can get those things for 50% off with the promo code draft 50. Get an elite subscription for an entire year for 50% off. That's just eight bucks a freaking month. You get all of our locked article content, the PFF NFL draft guide. And of course, every single fantasy and betting tool that you need for next season, you will have for the entire year. So get yourself ready to rock with promo code draft 50, 50% off a PFF elite annual subscription. All right. Pick number 11 hit us. Yeah. So this one's the one where, you know, a lot of the the, the draft props come to an end, I think, because mm -hmm. I, you know, if you got him on the top, so six and a half was where he opened. Um, now it's 11 and a half, I think, for our guy Kyle Hamilton mm -hmm. uh, of Notre Dame. I think this is where the slide falls. This is probably Stops. also going to be the pick if it's not the Jets. And I do think the Jets, if they get Jamison Williams or, or Garrett Wilson, whomever, mm -hmm at that 10th spot, they're just going to take him. This is where the bidding war goes for the Malik Willis. If he's still mm -hmm. available, mm -hmm. he's not. So I'm going to take Kyle Hamilton safety, Notre Dame, um, for Washington. They actually, I mean, Kendall Fuller had a great year last year. Cameron curls, a pretty good story. Um, they need some versatility back there though. And, and he gives them that. I think they're going to be a good defense. You're not worried about the fact that he was like barely faster than Jordan Davis. <clears throat> um, I think the film is, you know, at least I, I look, I think that keeps him from being a top five player, but mm -hmm. I don't think it keeps him from being a top 11 player. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, the Minnetonka Vikings pick number 12, a couple of different ways that I could go here. Um, you know, I could go with uh, edge defender, um, but they've got Daniel Hunter. They've got Zedarius Smith. I'm looking at cornerback and I see one place that is currently taken up by a guy named Patrick Peterson. Love Patrick Peterson, but he is not the answer over there. If they are keeping Kirk Cousins, this means that they are trying to win, you know, a Super Bowl, as maybe foolish as that may be. And that means you have to be able to cover. You can't get absolutely roasted at outside corner. So I'm going to take the highest corner on our board. He's number 11. He is a sophomore out of Washington, Trent McDuffie, um, who shades of Jair Alexander. That should make you pretty excited if you are 
um, if you are a Minnesota Vikings fan. And if you've watched Cameron Dantzler or Patrick Peterson try to accelerate, you'll be happy to know that Trent McDuffie can accelerate. He is fast. So um, you'll be happy with that pick. Yeah, the, the Mike Zimmer scheme asked a lot out of corners, and for the last couple of years, the Vikings corners have not been able not, not de- able to deliver. Ed Donatel's defense maybe a little bit less, but you still want to have uh, some some uh, high end talent there. Uh, cool. So we have McDuffie. Now we're back to Houston. Um, Thirteen. You know, look again. You go corner, um, and, and now again, uh, our cup runneth over here. We have so many needs. Um, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks is a deep threat. Cup runneth over. Um, Cooper. <laughs> Brand, uh, Cooks is a deep threat. I still think you need somebody underneath to really do the dirty work for. Uh, and underneath is is maybe selling this player a lot a lot shorter than needs to be. A very good all around player is mm. the favorite to be the first wide receiver taken. I think anybody who has five to one or better on Jameson Williams is sitting pretty though because mm-hmm. I do think he's going to be the first guy taken. But Garrett Wilson of Ohio State's a good pick here. Go ahead and give yourself if you're going to go with Davis Mills, give Davis Mills some weapons. And this is Wilson out of Ohio State going at thirteen. Uh, a pick, by the way, before the Deshaun Watson trade, everybody had Wilson 13 to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Now he ends up uh, going there anyway uh, to the Houston Texans. So interesting here for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they, you know, they could have used a corner. Um, I probably would have taken McDuffie if he fell here. The next corner on our board is not until 23. So, you know, I'm probably not going to go with Andrew Booth Jr. That's who that is. I could make a case, you know, Drake London here at 13 would be interesting. He kind of has some of those things. You can put him in, um, you know, inside a little bit and, you know, how well they attack the seams with Mark Andrews. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that they've already invested in uh, wide receiver last year and, and Hollywood Brown had a nice year. So I'm going to take the best player available on our board and a guy that, you know, this is a challenge because they um, – they have certainly invested in pass rusher with Adafe Owe, um, but I'm going to take George Karloftis, Edge Purdue, a pro George pick. This is interesting because Karloftis is, is considered a very strong prospect by a lot of like the film guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he even tested pretty well at the Purdue Pro Day, despite the fact that it was cold out and all this kind of stuff. His current draft prop is like 20 and a half. And this number, I think it opened at like 16 and a half. It was 19 and a half last time I did a mock. 20 and a half now. This guy's falling. But this is very much pro my, you should bet the over number of Big Ten players in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a good pick. The The Ravens use a lot of edge players. And mm-hmm. so they have Tyus Bowser. They have Adafi Owe. But they, but I think Karloftis does fit in here. So uh, that that's a good pick. I'm now Eagles here. This is Miami's pick um, from 15. last year when they yep. did the the switcheroo. Um, Eagles are in an interesting position because they would be only the second team in the modern draft era to take a wide receiver in the first round mm-hmm. three straight years if they do so. Uh, the Lions uh, in the early 2000s and the Joe Harrington days did it. Um, but they don't have a ton of needs. They're a team that's kind of solid, and I think it was one of the reasons they traded one of their first-round picks to the, to the uh, Saints. Mm-hmm. This is a place where part of me wants to go Devin Lloyd because they need linebackers and he's kind of the guy there. Mm-hmm. But positional value would suggest that it's it's not a great pick. 
Um, so I'm gonna be a pretty. I'm gonna be pretty like I, I am gonna go wide receiver. I'm gonna go Chris Olave wide receiver, okay. Ohio State. I like that. I think you could have made um, a case for them to take Drake London there. Um, yeah, certainly. So now I'm the Saints at 16. Um, could make a case for taking a, you know a tackle here, whether it be Penning Smith. Um, or Bernard Bernhard Ryman hypothesis uh, tackle Central Michigan, um, but I'm actually I'm going to take uh, who I think is a bit of a value here. I'm going to take Drake London. Um, you know, and it it's not the greatest compliment to Michael Thomas certainly, but who knows how much longer Michael Thomas is going to be a part of Michael that team. Thomas has barely played for two years now. So he's going to be on this team for two more years because of the stupid yeah. restructures that they've done. But you know, it, it's a thing. Seriously, um, Drake London, by the way, player prop is 14 and a half. It's gone just, yeah, you know, and I think that they're thinking about these picks when they put those numbers out there now. No, absolutely. Uh, you were on the clock with the Los Angeles Super Chargers at 17. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so let me let me fire this up a little bit here. So you got London, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. I think Jordan Davis is like sort of the, the sexy, the, the mm -hmm. hipster pick here. Mm -hmm. um, they went out and got Sebastian Joseph Day, so that might not be the that might not be the the actual pick that they do. Mm -hmm. um, they had Brian Belaga, he got hurt right tackle um, last year. They went uh, with Rashawn Slater, he was fantastic. Uh, I think they're going to go similarly here. I am going to take the math major out of Central Michigan, Bernard Raymond hypothesis here. Uh, with with pick seventeen, it's number eighteen uh, on our big board goes at pick number seventeen. All right, yeah. now I have the Eagles, who you just picked Chris Olave for at fifteen, uh, sitting here at eighteen, and this is where I will go ahead and take uh, Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah, who is um, highest on our board um, at number fifteen, six three, two thirty five, and I'm a sucker for player player comps, shades of Fred Warner. And if you know anything about Mike, you know how much he hates giving like every single first round pick, yeah. a, like all pro guy. So I think this, you know, this means something. Um, obviously, they are a really, you know, they're a younger team. Mm -hmm. I think he'll fit really nicely in playing linebacker at kind of a guy that can do it all. So a couple things about Lloyd. First off, I, I'm somebody who's carrying a Devin Lloyd under 18 and a half pick ticket. You're welcome. And it's exactly You're welcome. This, it's it hits for you. It's exactly this pick that I think is the one. I actually am going to give a, maybe a little bit of a different comp. This is so Lloyd, 2019, 2021, you know, two, two years were full seasons because of no pandemic. 113 pass rush snaps, 165 pass rush snaps, 25 pressures, 31 pressures in the two years, respectively, eight sacks last year. He's not Micah Parsons, but he's he's got some of that versatility that where it's hard to bust when you have when you're good at that many things at linebacker. Mm -hmm. The Eagles were one of the they had the least number of stunts, they had the least number of disguised coverages. This allows them because they didn't have talent last year on defense. This allows them to sort of like play a more complicated defense because they have more talent. So it's not a bad pick. Okay. This one. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, I like it. This one, I'm just I'm just going to do it. New Orleans Saints, 19. Look, I from I Philly. I don't like him as a prospect that much. Um, his text analytics, like the closest guy is Kyle Allen, the quarterback for the Washington Commanders slash football team. Interesting. Um, 
he has similar average college to pro projections as Malik Willis, but he doesn't have the ceiling. Kenny Pickett at 19 here wow. to sit behind Jameis Winston. I think that's the reason they made this they they made this trade. Um, so I'm going to go Kenny Pickett because right who's after them right now mm-hmm. right like the, it he, is the he, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers and so I'm going to go Pickett quarterback uh, Kenny Pickett quarterback uh, Pittsburgh to the the Saints sorry yes. Uh, so now I'm on, on it, it's very fitting that I'm drafting for the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Uh, let's take a look at who they have uh, playing quarterback. They have Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. So I think they're going to give Mitch Trubisky a few, uh, you know, a few opportunities. But long term, they've got to be thinking about bringing in a guy that, you know, will be able to uh, be able to actually play for a long period of time if Mitch Trubisky doesn't turn out to be who they who they were hoping he would be. And this is a challenge because, you know, we have Sam Howell at number 34 on our board, Desmond Ritter at 41, Matt Corral at 53. Here's why I'm I'm the Steelers. I'm not taking Sam Howell because I played against Baker Mayfield and I'm not taking Baker Mayfield's twin. So I'm going with Desmond Ritter, quarterback Cincinnati. Doesn't have that upside from an arm talent perspective but does have mobility here, which is something that they have not had at the quarterback position in a while. And so I think actually the the offense that they'll install for Trubisky slash Ritter, I think both will give both of them a chance to win and see which one is the kind of similar players, right? I mean, like Howell is a much better athlete than Mayfield. Like Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the the sort of strikes against the comparison, even though they're both kind of stockier little guys that like have that kind of mentality. But Ritter is kind of a Trubisky in that like his arm strength isn't the greatest. Um, Anticipation, I don't think is the greatest, but he does move around well. He does give you a floor by being able to run. I mean, the fact is Trubisky led that crap. Like, look, you can point fingers at whatever you want, whether it's coaching or whatever, mm-hmm. but Trubisky as a starter took the Bears to the playoffs twice. So, like, there is a floor associated with having a quarterback that can do some things run the, running the ball. Speaking and, and Ritter. of doing some things running the ball. Oh, nice. Manscaped. Nice. Manscaped.com. Go there. Get what they have, and you'll be very glad you did because it's getting hot. It's 82 here, 84 maybe in um, Cincinnati. And if you're not trimmed up from head to toe, you're not well-groomed, it's not going to be a very pretty sight for you uh, on these hot summer days. So go to Manscaped, use promo code PFF, get 20% off, plus free shipping on their Performance Package 4.0. It includes the thing we talk about every single time, the Lawnmower 4.0. It is safe. You can use it anywhere, uh, and it will keep you feeling good. It also has a really nice long battery life. So if you're traveling, you're going on vacation, you do not need to bring a charger. Because bringing chargers on vacation sucks. Uh, they also have the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer that comes with that. Plus, because April is draft season and it is also Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So fuck cancer. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code 20, uh, PFF and get 20% off plus free shipping. All right. Pick number 21, your by, New England Patriots. By the way, uh, the chat really wants Jordan Davis. And they say... Throw this entire mock out because Stingley's going to the Jets. Okay. I mean, I think definitive statements this time of year. I was watching the 1994 draft, and uh, Trent Dilfer was talking, and it was in Heinz. It was sort of like a documentary about it, and he was, like, bemoaning the fact of how inexact it is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
Isn't that the fun of it? Yeah. Right. Like, isn't the fact that the Bengals and the and the and the Rams are in the Super Bowl part of the fun, right? Like this whole thing being inexact is the reason we do this, right? So uh, I I would I would not make super highly declarative statements uh, this time of year. New England though. <sighs> They have Christian Barmore, right? So the Devontae Wyatt, the Jordan Davis thing doesn't make a ton of sense. Devin Lloyd would have been a great pick for them. He's a Van Noy type, mm-hmm. you know, high tower type linebacker. Um, it, I, th- this is, look, I, this is probably too high, but I'm going to take sky high more West wow. Western Michigan's wide receiver. They they have a lot of secondary wide receivers on that team they have a quarterback who's sort of more of an underneath guy i think more after the catch is a he's a good separator good slot guy uh sky more western michigan to new england it also isn't right in front of the packers who i think are going to be right in front best. of the packers and um sky Moore has a little julian edelman to his game and that is uh nice going to the patriots it also would have been something that the uh packers probably would have liked yeah there um packers could go a lot of different ways here uh, you know, part of me actually looks at Tyler Lindbaum, um, you know, at, at center there and goes, Hmm, that would be kind Corey of interesting. Gone. Corey Lindsley is gone. Um, that's, it, it's not a wide receiver, but it gives, you know, it's something for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers there, but uh, let's be clear. They should take some shots at wide receiver and I'm going to do that with them. I'm going to take, uh, the second George that I've taken this draft. And I'm going to go with George Pickens, 6'3", 195. Here's my take on George Pickens. I think this guy is the forgotten receiver here. You know, his speed is not something that jumps off the, you know, the the page. But he's really good after the catch. Um, uh, He's really good at the catch point. He's got some late separation. Um... I don't know. I just think I just think this will work for them, and uh, he has a great first name, so I'm taking George Pickens. Yeah, he's good. I interestingly, I was talking to somebody in the league who almost never has anything good to say about any player, and I I just text him and I was like, "What do you think of George Pickens?" Kind of thinking, like trying to get yeah. some intel. He just goes, "That's a really good football player," and like it was it caught me off guard because he never says anything nice. He's, about that's players. that's how you should describe him. He is a yeah. he is a really good football and, player, and so that that's great. All right, this this pick is actually so the Cardinals, right? A team coming yeah. off an eleven win season, but not really an eleven win type of season. They're taking a quarterback here, right? They need they need offensive linemen, mm-hmm. like they need to breathe. Um, yes. They issue do. is though, is I think from what I'm hearing, I think Linderbaum's falling. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't mm-hmm. know if he even goes in the first round. So I'm gonna go uh, for the ACC prop. I'm gonna go Zion Johnson guard. Boston College. Wow. Look at you. Um, first guard off the board. Okay. Yeah, America's team. Dallas Cowboys. Also needs a guard, but yeah. 24. Yes, they could use some offensive linemen here. Um, but let me tell you, if this if this happens, and I think there's a chance it does, um, maybe a smaller chance, but I think there is a chance that it does. Um, and Jordan Davis is here. Jerry Jones from the yacht, baby, has taken Jordan Davis, defensive interior machine, behemoth, man-child, Jordan Davis to the Dallas Cowboys. And here's, you know, kind of the, the thought process here. You look at who they had playing on the interior last year, and they all sucked. 
Yeah. They it, stunk. It was the same thing in 2020 as well. It's just that they they were behind so much because of their quarterback play. Yeah. Everybody ran all over them. They had Marshmallow, Don Terry, yeah. Poe, and they had other. And like last year, they just played weaker teams and had a better offense, so no one could run as much on them. And they got a lot of turnovers and stuff, mm -hmm. so it was kind of hidden. But that that same issue exists for yep. them. That's a good pick. Um, okay. The Buffalo Bills. Number 25. Yeah, this one's easy, too. I'm going to go, you know, they went with Ed Oliver in the top 10 a couple mm -hmm. years ago. They still, like, they're, they got Vaughn Miller. They're, they're, this, a, a lot of people are mocking running back here because they don't have a lot of needs, right? Oh, yeah, that's, so like, a, that's the yeah, best that way to do it. was the same as the Chiefs, right? Mm -hmm. Two years later, they're trading Tyree Kill. So, um, I'm going to go with, you know, Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Probably the best all-around defensive tackle in the draft. Goes to Buffalo here. Um Okay. Yep. I like it. Um, okay. I'm the uh, Tennessee Titans on the board at number 26. And the Tennessee Titans are interesting. So if you look at the Titans, they've obviously had, you know, this running game that everyone lauds. And, you know, in, for good reason, right? It has been productive. They have Derrick Henry, all that stuff. They, they really have some need uh, along the offensive line. They got Robert Woods. Uh, they have, you know, AJ Brown. They're trying to keep him happy. Um, so, you know, I think those are those are some areas that you could look to. Um, they also could use, uh, you know, some edge defense. Um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons has been a beast, kind of on the interior. Bud Dupree was not particularly awesome there. Um, so you look to a guy. You could look to a guy like Jermaine Johnson out of Boston College. This is the guy that's fallen. I just took a prop with him over nine and a half. Yeah. I think, you know, I think over nine and a half makes a, a lot of sense here. Um, you know, you could even look to, uh, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Trevor Penning, uh, at tackle, um, you know, Dylan Redunds is the guy that they have over there at right tackle, Taylor Lewan at left tackle, but you could bring him in and you could say, okay, well, we're going to play him at guard. Right. And then, you know, move him out to tackle if we need to. But I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson, uh, edge defender, Florida State. Jermaine Johnson, a Minnesota kid. Um, the, the the question I have about him is 23 years old, really mm -hmm. only one year of production. Is it the Damon Arnett thing where right. you're playing against a bunch of younger guys and you have one good year of production when you're the old guy? The, the comeback is that a lot of old guys played this year because they were able to defer mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. So – uh, an interesting pick there. Um, interesting that he fell, though. I, I agree that like that's probably going to be a pretty big value. Okay, Tampa Bay Bucks, twenty-seven. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Linderbaum still on the board. Ooh, interesting. That one's you know because they you know they need interior linemen with some you know with some defections. Ali Marpet mm -hmm. retiring. I think Jensen's coming back, but you know that's always a little touchy. Um, Travis Jones of Connecticut is a guy that I like kind of really like, um, and they don't have Ndamukong Sue, although they did move mm. money around to kind of make a Ndamukong Sue sized hole in mm. their cap. Um, I'm going to go with Linderbaum, the ta the center from Iowa, uh, as Anthony Tresh said, on uh, the best center prospect that we've graded. Um, congrats. Yeah. So we get that at center. You get a banner. You get a banner there. Um, Okay, I am the Green Bay Packers once again. By the way, when I was the Packers at pick number 22, I took George Pickens, wide receiver, Georgia. Interesting, would he still, you know, would he have gone 
in those uh, you know five picks since you look at um, uh, you look at the Bills who maybe could have taken him. I think the Titans would have been a team that should have thought about him. Um, and you know the Bucks are interesting because why would the Bucks ever take a wide receiver? But they had injuries at wide receiver and they had one wide receiver run off the field and that didn't that wasn't too great for them. So I don't know. You could have made an argument they could have gone a, a different uh, way there, but. Now here, I'm going to look at the, the Green Bay Packers, look at their offensive line, and I'm going to take um, Tyler Smith, tackle from Tulsa. 6'5", 324, 21 years old. Dude is an absolute mauler, especially as a run blocker. I think that that's going to be something that they're going to love about him. Um, you know, you could make an argument, honestly, to take another wide receiver here. Uh, that's how badly they need wide receivers. Um, you could have also made an argument, and this was the person that I was kind of thinking about, you know, taking a versatile, um, a versatile uh, defensive back. You know, they've done that quite a bit, but you can never have too many of those. I was thinking about either Louis uh, Cine or Kyir Elam. Uh, actually, sorry, Jalen Petre, who out of Baylor, who I really like. But I'm going with Tyler Smith, tackle Tulsa. Very, he's climbing up boards. Yeah, he's number um, 25 on the board. And and I think you know some of the props that have him going pretty high um, uh, are are you know I think probably pretty right. Okay, uh, you're welcome. I gave you the Chiefs' first pick. Uh huh. And this is one look. They have twenty nine and thirty. They they have twenty nine and thirty. They have a ton of needs for mm -hmm. a team that is uh, tied for third in um, uh, Super Bowl odds. They. Look, I'm I'm just gonna go with a player our, our boss Chris Collinsworth really likes. Okay, um, it's down the list a little bit, but his prop is right here, so I'm gonna take him. Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. I like that a lot. Um, and he, I think it makes sense. He tracks the ball really well. He's like a 95th percentile separator at the college level. You know, and uh, he's kind of. He's a more complete guy, and the Chiefs got two kind of limited guys, a Juju and MVS, um, limited but effective, I would say. And this guy, uh, this guy's the complete wide receiver of the bunch. So I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, so now I'm, I'm the Chiefs here at 30, and I think there are some interesting things that you know. So now that they've gone receiver, there are some opportunities for them to potentially go defensive back, and I think that's where they need to go. So, you know, you've got some options here. You've got uh, Clemson corner, Andrew Booth Jr., who's number 23 on our board. You have the Georgia safety, Louis Cine at 26, Kyir Elam at 29, quarterback from Florida, 31, Jalen Petre. Uh, is it Petrie? Is that how you pronounce it? Cornerback from Baylor. And you look at their corners, right? They've got Fenton, they've got Legere Sneed, and they've got DeAndre Baker. Not particularly great, right? And safeties, you, yeah. they just got Justin Reed, who's going to be their free safety with um, Juan Thornhill. Hopefully he can stay. They have not used healthy. a third-round pick or higher on a defensive back since Marcus Peters and Steven Nelson in 2015. That's the that's the leak here is like I think they, whether they're right or wrong, they believe that they can build a secondary in Spags' defense without high-profile defensive backs. But Yes, they certainly do. But as I look here, you know, the, the only other – thing that I might consider here is going with, you know, an edge rusher, but they've, <laughs> but 
but they've invested so much in our guy, Frank Clark. So um, I'm going to go with the highest uh, ranked corner on our board. That's Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback from Clemson. He's six foot, 194. He's a junior. Um, some of the best feet in the draft. Um, you know, he, he gave up a few too many things last year. I think if you watch and look at kind of his game grades, you kind of see that. Um, but he, I think, is a really solid player. And that's, I mean, that's what you need, right? You need yeah. someone that isn't going to be a complete nightmare and has um, some decent feet here. So I'm going to go with Andrew Booth Jr. By the way, for those company. scoring at home, if you're looking at some of the positional prop yep. markets, that's the fourth corner. The market's four and a half, really, really tilted to the under. You'd have to assume Cincy and Detroit take a corner for that to make sense because I think that's how it's, it's starting yep. to turn. Offensive linemen, you have three, four, five, six, seven. Seven and a half is the market. I think a lot of people are going under mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That one's a little trickier, but Cincinnati took care of their offensive line in the in the in the postseason and Detroit, you know, this is this could be uh an offensive line spot if they go Willis at two. But again, for those scoring at home, that's how the prop markets are looking. Um, I have our hometown Cincinnati Bengals. Uh the Bengals don't have a ton of needs, right? Like they're a team, um, you know, when I think about it, okay, Larry Ogunjobi, he almost signed with the Bears. He got, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he might come back because he, he did not sign with the Bears. He failed the physical, right. um, you know, at safety, if you want to go with Cine, they have Von Bell and they have uh, Jesse Bates. Um, Bates is still on the, on the franchise tag, I believe. Corner is another one where they could go with Kahir Elam and sort of, again, uh, you know, fortify that group, Petra as well. Um, but I, I think that they want to add. So they got Sam Hubbard and they have uh, Trey Hendrickson. Um, you know, I think that they want to reinforce that group. I think they want to do what Tampa Bay did last year mm-hmm. and take a high-end edge player. And so I'm going to go with Arnold Ibekite, the nice. defensive end outside linebacker edge player from Penn State uh, at 31. That, again, gives them another pass rusher um, you know, to work with uh, given how little needs they need on offense. I like that. And uh, I talked with the Lions because I took with them at two. I took Malik Willis. They're now on the board at 32. I said, look, we're going to reload and, and continue to reload a corner. All right, sorry, a quarterback. So I'm taking another. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good troll. I that would have been interesting. Yeah, of course, Sam Howell here. No, um, look, I think there's a couple ways they could go um, because they're the Detroit Lions and they absolutely stink out loud. And you could look to any position in the defensive backfield, and I think be you know fairly happy with picking someone there. Jeff Okuda obviously hasn't quite worked out. You could. I'm down between two uh, Georgia players. Dean and Cine. I'm going to take Cine um, just because of the positional value. I'd rather have a defensive back than than a linebacker here, but I think you go either of them. And if I, the next guy on my list would have been Jalen Petre uh, from Baylor, who I know Austin really likes and uh, obviously value his opinion. So I'm going with Louis Cine. He's number 26 on our big board. His average draft position, interestingly, on the mock draft simulator is 32, and he is taken at number 32. We did it in in decently under an hour here. Um, what is uh, what is your takeaway from having done that first round? Um, I'm trying to think. 
By the way, I want to hear in the chat. We already, it appears everyone's least favorite pick is Derek Stingley. Uh, Jets at number four. But I'm very curious. Who's your least favorite and who's your favorite pick? Yeah. Um, maybe think some – like so I think I made this pick. So I mean I, I asked you what your favorite pick was. So I hope it was one of your I, picks. My, so sorry. My least favorite pick is, is Trayvon Walker, Edge, Georgia. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I get why – like again. Yeah, and you took him, by the way, at seven. I took Giants. him at seven, which – in a real draft where there's real quarterbacks, he's probably the 12th best player. But, mm-hmm. you know, here he's seventh, whatever. My favorite pick is Jamison Williams, Alabama to the Jets. I think he's a difference maker for the Jets. Thank I you. Think, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I think he's, uh, you know, the, I, I, I think Zach Wilson has a chance. Not a great one, but I think he has a chance. If he's going to capitalize on that chance, it has to be, in my opinion, with, uh, with, with a guy like Jamison Williams catching the ball mm-hmm. from him. Okay, my favorite picks, you mentioned Jameson Williams. I said that in the moment. But here's some other ones that I really liked. I really like the Panthers going with Kayvon Thibodeau at six. Um, to me, that is a real value there. You look at Trayvon Walker, who, to your point, went one pick after. Way, way rather have Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's the guy that's fallen for some reasons that I just don't agree with. Um, my least favorite pick, and I struggled with this one because I think the Ravens you know, have a pretty solid team, was George Karloftis at 14. Um, I just thought, you know, you made this point when we were talking about it. They just use so many defensive linemen, mm-hmm. and he graded really, really well in our system. I think he's a guy that can come in and provide, you know, and give them a real solid um, production. But at pick number 14, you kind of want more than solid production. And so, you know, if McDuffie had been there, I would have taken him. He wasn't. Um, honestly, you took Chris Olave at 15. I wouldn't hate if the Ravens just took. Olave at 15 to be honest mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think at some point you view it as overkill mm-hmm. but you know every single year of data is more information and I think the the Ravens more more than any other team in the league are going to move off of information probably uh more um yeah more than anyone yeah else. yeah they're gonna move off of information more than anybody else and and you know Sammy Watkins is gone they didn't they don't get much from him and the you know Bateman has some injury history uh Marquise Brown is another one he hasn't really been the greatest player so you know that they might take a wide receiver there Jordan Davis is another one like you look at his props they're like centered completely on you know 14 it was 13 and a half now 14 and a half like I think people believe that Jordan Davis could go there as well yeah that's a good point um and I thought about Jordan Davis there I ended up taking Jordan Davis a pick that I actually really liked I took him at 24 to the Cowboys I think the Cowboys would be really happy if they get him there, I, I really liked your Sky Moore pick at 21 receiver from Western Michigan. Love that he's going to the Patriots as a slot, you know, a guy that can play in the slot, kind of be a, they have such a great history of great slot players. Another interesting thing in this draft was Pickett going 19 and then Ritter going 20. It'd be really interesting to see what they do because if those teams don't go quarterback, you know, that, that opens some things up for them right you could see the saints getting you know potentially getting a guy like sky Moore, as opposed to yeah. i think um you know uh who did i take for them i took drake london at 16 so you could see if they're not going picket you know maybe they go with tackle at 16 and then receiver um you know at 19 and go with sky Moore or london if he's still there so yeah 
Cool. So we we made it in under an hour, George. Well I, I know we're getting a lot. Of, we we have a lot of listeners and viewers who are new to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's tell everybody. Welcome. So we're we're Sunday night. Yep. We're Wednesday night every single week. We talk about gambling. We talk about uh, you know general football. We give a little bit of recommendation stuff. George uh, again. George is more off. You know he's recommending five hundred dollar bottle Scalone. I'm recommending books and, and Stop documentaries. Stop trying to be a man of the people. Stop trying to be a man of the people. That cologne is not $400 <laughs> and it's fantastic. The, I, so I have tried in my lifetime. Can't believe you're making me defend this right now. Let me tell you why I recommended it. Okay. I've probably used five different, maybe six different colognes in my life that I can remember. The one that I recommended, I've used for maybe a year. I have had no fewer than eight women go, oh my God, what are you wearing? Good for Multiple you. women who have gone, is that Santal 33? Actually know the cologne because they like it so much. Okay. So you're welcome, everybody. And yeah. It's not $400. God damn it. Make me sound like I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I, look, <laughs> I, I, so, um, uh, we'll, we'll be oca- back. We'll occasionally talk formula one. We'll occasionally talk USFL, WNBA, women's tennis, women's ten- yeah, whatever like, we're all kinds on, of stuff. We'll talk so, about. but yeah, uh, come join us on Wednesday. Uh, we'll have a great show for you guys Wednesday, and then uh, next Sunday yeah, we'll to, to, to recap the draft. It'd be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Thank you guys for hanging out. We love you all. Peace. Oh, never mind. Hold on. Don't don't cut it off yet. Uh, go fill out the survey. We want to hear yep. from you. So there's a survey in the description. It takes less than five minutes. Even if you're new to the show. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you'd like to see because um, we're going to make some big changes based – well, not big changes necessarily, but we want to do something better uh, for our listeners. So for next season, we want your advice on how to make the show better. There, there it is. Now it's over. See you.